0: Hi, I'm Justine and I'm here to tell you being mentally ill isn't the end of the world. I know what it's like to live with a mental illness. It's hard. You're constantly trying to hide your struggles from others and you feel like you're weaker than others because of your illness, but that's not true. So many badasses struggle with mental illnesses, but they don't talk about them because they're afraid of being judged or thought of as weak minded. Well guess what? They're not. We can change that by talking openly about our struggles and sharing our stories with each other in a positive light. This is why I created Mentally a Badass, so we can come together as badasses who are also mentally ill or who's had it rough in life and share our stories with one another in a safe place that celebrates our strengths rather than shames our weaknesses. I hope this podcast helps you feel less alone in this crazy life of ours and I hope it makes your life just a little bit better. everybody, welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine and today I have a returning guest from season one. His name is Steven and if you listen to his episode, his episode is the one um, in regards to how mental health is treated in the jail system. So here we are two years later and he is here to chat about how far he have come since he was you know in jail and when he got kicked out with his um his parents kicked him out i believe um for drinking alcohol to my knowledge um and we talked about how he was in jail He was deprived of his medication um but if you are interested in listening to that episode that is in season one which you can catch on apple podcast and yeah so we're gonna chat about how he went from there to um back on his feet so welcome back steven thanks for coming back
1: thanks for having me how's it going
0: it's good i'm glad i didn't scare you away
1: no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I really quite enjoy like the whole uh, idea of your podcast. Like just mentally a badass. The name just resonates um, with mental health. You've got to be a bit of a badass, you know.
0: Yeah. No. Seriously. I mean, and especially in a state in a world that is stigmatized, and also, you know, actually what I actually really when I when I want to talk about today another topic because um, you also you all, you live in Kentucky. So I actually really want to know how it is, how it is treated in that state. So um, we are going to talk today on how you went from being homeless to being back on your feet and everything. But I also do want to like throw that in there um, because I really do want to learn about that because um, I don't know anything about Kentucky. I've never been to Kentucky. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so let's start with um, chatting about the past year for you? Like, where were you the past year? I mean, yeah, we haven't even spoken in like a year.
1: Well, the past year, I think, um, last time we spoke, I was living in my cousin's. I had gotten out of, uh, I had moved from Georgia up to Kentucky into my cousin's place. And I ended up homeless one more time, uh, just for a couple of months or a month and a half, uh, there's absolutely no hard feelings. They had a kid. They needed the room, and I was off on my schedule of getting my own place by a month okay.
0: how uh, can you can you talk about your experience of being homeless?
1: Yeah, um, so there's a bunch of i don't know there's uh different levels of homelessness. there's couch hopping mm-hmm. there is living in your car there is living on like a neighbor's property and then there's like homeless camps. So where I was, was as a teenager, I was couch hopping a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. my parents and I never got along, so they ended up kicking me out often and I would just couch hop among friends. Um, but more recently I was, uh, it was in my car, so it could have been worse Um, When you're in situations like that, you take what you can get and you're happy for it.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been like on the street?
1: Uh, I have not been quite that bad off or not. I haven't been quite to that level yet.
0: Which I not, hope not, not to yet be. never don't use the word yet <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna step back and say never have been, never will be there right yeah let, let's not manifest the wrong thing um yeah and I was wondering because no you're right there are different levels of homelessness I I grew I seen a lot of it I but I grew up in New Jersey so I was in New York City a lot and in Manhattan like there's a lot of homelessness there um which they're just like they're on the street and I feel so bad for them um there's also a lot of homelessness where I was recently in Everett Washington because I came from Seattle um I just like feel like I've never been homeless I've never knew well I know you but I've never really knew people who were homeless but like I don't know when I see I just I just like I just feel horrible and I just wish I can do like anything to help um you said that they had like homeless camps. Can you, what, what is that? Is that
1: like a homeless yeah, shelter? So um, a couple weeks ago, I chatted with an old buddy of mine that he runs a homeless outreach ministry. And what he does is he goes to these camps, which are now the difference between you and me. It sounds like uh, you're a little used to city life. I'm from the backwoods. So where I don't really, I've never really seen homeless people living on the street, but what we have is groups of uh, people that are homeless will come together on some sort of property, um, whether it be like outlying of a state park or some city place, um, just a group of people trying to survive together uh, tents in the woods.
0: Oh, that's actually really interesting. I didn't know about that, but I guess that makes sense because it is true. I did have a completely different upbringing. So when I think of homelessness, I think of people sitting on the street. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not like ignorant. Like I know like you don't have to be on the street to be considered homeless. I know that, but I never really knew about the whole like camping thing. Um, so that's, that's definitely very interesting. How, how long were you homeless again?
1: Um, this last time or the, the main time, like the time we talked about was on the last episode, I believe it was about
0: a year. Oh, wow. So how did, so what was like a day in the life of it? Like, how are you, you know, like getting food and like, were you having a a hard time getting a job? And like, I'm just curious to know those details. The
1: job part. Um, you know, everybody comes to this situation through different means, and with me, it was through my PTSD. Mm-hmm. It was very hard for me to handle a job.
0: Yeah,
1: it was very hard for me to deal with public situations that were not basically just my closest friends.
0: Um, so, so you were saying like the, your mental health pretty much like held you back from holding a job. Yes. If you don't mind me asking, and if it's too personal, I can always cut it out. Um, dis- Are you able to like apply for disability in Kentucky for mental health? Like, I know that's...
1: You see, um, the thing is, I feel like a lot of those kind of things are a lot easier to apply to in Kentucky uh, than it was in Georgia. And it never really seemed like an option while I was in Georgia, but maybe I just wasn't thinking about it. And that's... um. In Georgia is when I was uh, homeless and I escaped <laughs> to mm-hmm. Kentucky. But I feel like, um, you know, the two different states, my experience, they, uh, they handle it a little differently. In mm-hmm. Kentucky, as far as I'm aware, there's not really like a free mental health clinic, which mm-hmm. there was in Georgia. But it wasn't really quality. Mhm. Uh but here in Kentucky in the town I'm in there's like four different therapy places in the one town and it's not that big of a town.
0: So you would say Kentucky, Kentucky would be better when it comes to helping people with mental health versus Georgia?
1: I believe so. Um I mean Georgia does have Georgia's mental health um, their free thing it's more of like a crisis stabilization thing
0: so yeah so if you're at the point where you want to offer yourself that's when they'll like help you but when it comes to yes. preventative then they're like they don't care which is like that's the biggest one of the biggest issues um that Actually, we have they, here
1: they wouldn't take me in as a teenager uh because i didn't say i wanted to kill myself and i finally had to tell them that for them to help me
0: yeah, as I was saying, like they don't care until you're at the part where you're about to like want off yourself, which is which is like so insane. That's what gets me like really angry. And I hope that down the road that people take it as like, I mean, we, we have preventative for physical, so why not mental? You know what I mean?
1: I see and- um a big change. I feel like mental health is becoming so much more like people are more aware of it and more um, considerate of it than they were five, 10 years ago.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. You know what I've noticed? Um, Cause I feel like the people, so I've been gaining a lot more of a following on my Instagram um, with mentally a badass. Um, And I checked recently, just checked the analytics. um, Cause I'm curious to see, you know, who's following me demographics and more information. I'm getting a lot of people outside of the U.S. I think, my audience is maybe like 50 or 60 percent max for us and the rest is um international and i notice a an increase i notice a following from the uk australia and i feel like the people who follow me are the ones who feel very you know alone and you know misunderstood and they follow me because they want to have a safe place and that's where i'm here for so That data is, I mean, I'm looking more like overall data, not more detail, but because I don't know, obviously each person's individual life, but it kind of like tells me that is there a problem with like mental health facilities and mental and like accepting mental health in like other countries like that really, I'm very curious. I've noticed a bigger, like UK follows me a lot. So I'm like wondering how it is in the UK. Um, also people who listen to my podcast are out of the out of the country as well i'm recently getting a, um, some people in germany listening so i just like get you know super fascinated by them like i'm well, not fascinated um intrigued is probably the better word for it it's like i don't know like is do you think the u.s has it very stigmatized you think maybe well i definitely know other countries have really worse like i think there's a lot i think the suicide rates high and like um China I think or I don't know do do you have any do you have any thoughts on that? People are universally attracted to cute things. Plus your everyday anxiety will be magically calm once you start to color. Coloring is proven to be an effective way to de-stress and relieve anxiety by activating the parasympathic nervous system. This is why I created the Mentally a Badass Coloring Book. It is a self-affirmation color book with inspirational affirmations to help you feel better about yourself and give you the confidence you need in life. Order Mentally a Badass Coloring Book today on Amazon. The link will be in the podcast description.
1: Um, I do know that I heard that um, like after COVID and the shutdowns and all that, UK declared like a um, mental health crisis.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: because so many people were just so depressed.
0: That Explains my my uh, my findings then. But I wonder why. Like, I really, I guess, I need to befriend somebody in the UK so I can have yeah. a conversation with them because I want to know. Like, I never, I want to know what's going on over there. I also have never been to the UK. I hope down the road I can, you know, make my way there. But I'm like really wondering like what happened over there i feel so blinded by it is it is it the weather is it the people like (laughs) so if anyone listening from the uk please message me by the way i'd love to have a chat with you um but it's it's crazy and like can i feel like i'm getting a little off track um one second let me i'm gonna cut whatever Yeah. yeah it's Let's see. I can go
1: back to where we were in my story and
0: yeah, uh, how you, I'm here today. Yeah, can you talk about how you went from being homeless to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so a big thing is I got a big helping hand that not many people get. Uh, my cousins reached out to me, and then you kind of held the dynamic between my parents and I were, and you know, I was. Uh, the reason I was with my parents as an adult is I really didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, And they let me stay in a shed in their woods uh, with a dog. And so uh, they kicked me out when I got drunk one night and the rest uh, is a long story that you can listen to on the last episode we did. But My cousins, uh, I barely knew them, and they told me to come move up here with them, and they really helped me get up on my feet. The first thing they did was help me get insurance uh, so I could get therapy, go to the doctor. Um, They helped me apply for food stamps, and uh, they just kind of helped me set up for restarting my life up here, and I'm incredibly grateful for them. And then, a few, uh, let's see here. A few months after we talked last, I ended up uh, in a homeless shelter, um, just to kind of speed up the process of trying to find a uh, an apartment. And I got that apartment in 2021 October, and I've been here since.
0: Is your own place? Uh, are you yeah, in on your own? My own place? Oh, very nice.
1: Um, I've been able to focus on my podcast more, which is very hard to do a podcast uh, from your car. <laughs> it's
0: definitely possible, but definitely uh, I actually did one of my one of my episodes from my car. Fun fact. Oh,
1: nice. E- actually, no. Did I? did I? I
0: don't know. It was <laughs> on the go. Definitely. Maybe I did. I don't know who doesn't, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, actually, yeah, no, I did do it. I was on, I was, that's when I was using the anchor platform and I did it like on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's definitely more challenging, possible, but challenging. Um, how long have you had your podcast again? Uh, since 2018. Oh, Oh. oh. So, since we're talking about that, it's, uh, I'll link it in the description, the confound millennial, right? Yes. Yeah. Dope. Um, and also your Instagram as well to listen to his podcast. Do you want to chat a little bit about like what you offer on there?
1: Um, we just, uh, we're still trying to figure out how to do an accurate description of it. You know, we're just, uh, (laughs) me and my friend, uh, Ryan diamonds, we, uh, just interview interesting people to us, which leads a lot to interviewing, uh, metal musicians, uh, last year we had Tommy Chong of Chichen Chong. Um, you know, we just if we find somebody interesting that'll uh, we have them on because uh, we're not doing it for the views. We're not doing it for any money. Uh, we're just doing it to have a good time and to have life experiences that we can enjoy. And uh, that's pretty much what my podcast has to offer. Is entertainment through people genuinely enjoying the time they're having.
0: Yeah, that's good. I would say probably the most accurate description is that we interview interesting people from all walks of life. Yes. That would probably like the best. Yeah, that makes sense. I think before we got in here, I just looked at your Instagram real quick and and actually your podcast or I was reading something and I think you were saying, oh yeah, we do music and this and mental health. And I think that's how you uh, described it. But yeah, yeah, no, music, I mean,
1: magic, mental health. That's uh, what our slogan used yeah, to be. Yeah,
0: music, magic, mental health. Actually, that's pretty dope. I like that. She put that on a t-shirt. Well, it was not already like copyrighted or.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I don't think it's copyrighted already.
0: I don't know. You have to like do a Google search. Yeah. No idea. I'm still working on getting mentally a badass trademark. It's been like over a year and I have like not heard back. So today, how are you? How's your mental health?
1: Today, my anxiety's been a little uh, uh, to be honest, but overall today, pretty good. Um, I'm in a really good place. I'm uh just trying to move forward, uh, trying to build constantly toward uh the next steps in life, trying to get a new car. Um You know, I've got a new drive to do my podcast. Uh, I only did 14 episodes last year because I was kind of in survival mode. Mm. but now I can finally feel like I can breathe. And uh, focus on the things that make me happy and that I want to do. I've been doing a lot of art lately. And I've got an incredible partner uh, that has gotten me into doing arts and being crafty. And we actually, it's our uh, one year anniversary next week. Uh, And they have just been great in helping me grow and get through my, uh, you know, face myself and Mm -hmm. learn to be better.
0: So, wait, so what kind of art you said you like you're crafty? Like, what exactly do you do?
1: Um, I do all sorts of stuff. Um, the main part of it, like, uh, my partner they do uh, paintings and stuff. So, I wanted to throw something together to sell at art shows with them. So, I started making like gnome dioramas, like little dioramas with moss and. Trees and gnomes and fairy garden stuff. It, it, uh, people love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I make all sorts of things. Uh, I'm currently working on just a shadow box out of a old TV monitor, uh, that's going to have a Mega Man level inside of it.
0: Interesting. I'm too familiar with that, but that sounds fascinating. So you're going to do that work and then you're going to try to, I guess, get into art shows in your area.
1: Yeah. Uh, During the winter time, there's not as many, but uh, we get to do that during the spring and summer.
0: Spring is usually like the art season in my, in my opinion. Um, So I would say definitely work on that now. And so you can like really push for spring and I'll be putting all of that positive energy that your art is gonna do well um in the spring isn't is your area like a very like arts area kind of some areas don't get it and then some do
1: my area very much does um one of the biggest uh draws of the college in town is their art program
0: okay have you decided to like start a social for it
1: um I'm just I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't really want to deal with shipping on these things. And besides um running one running well, I run like five social medias, but I can never keep really? up with any of them. Oh, well, I think I
0: follow I don't know if I follow one or I two. I have a personal
1: one, I have one for my Final Fantasy game, I have one for oh. my podcast, one for my cats.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I think you follow me Probably in your personal and your podcast one But I don't And yeah.
1: then I also have one for I sell trading cards on the side Magic the Gathering cards
0: mm. Oh wow So you do a lot of different things I didn't even know about Interesting Yeah that makes yeah, sense
1: I uh, try to keep busy
0: mm. I have about I have three social medias I have my personal My mentally badass one And then my social media business one I three but I managed like a million or one of them for other people. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um,
1: can I go back to uh, something? Uh, yeah. We, uh, I didn't, uh, when I was talking about this past year, I didn't mention that back in February. So it was August 28th, 2020 is when I got arrested mm-hmm. uh, for DUI less safe after blowing under the legal limit on the breathalyzer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, not really sure why they gave it to me, anyways, but it wasn't until February of 2022 that I finally went to court over it.
0: Oh, how did that go?
1: I ended up with uh, one year probation that could end determined on finishing all of the extra stuff, such as DUI classes and anger management and things like that uh and i finished that in november so i'm finally free of all the legal trouble which is great because it was really driving my ptsd through the wall i was having uh n- not night tears but uh what is it when you can't move sleep paralysis Sleep
0: paralysis yeah
1: i was having that like every other night
0: Oh, that was not fun. That's scary.
1: Yeah, it was awful. Um, I ended up getting prescribed medicine to keep me from dreaming uh, because of it.
0: Are you still currently on medication?
1: I'm on medication, not for the dreams anymore.
0: Not for your depression?
1: Uh, for my depression and anxiety, yeah.
0: Do you feel it works?
1: I feel that it works a lot better than it doesn't when I'm not taking it, you know, um, (laughs) it's just a, it's never a complete fix, but it,
0: it's uh, just part of, it's part of the whole picture of supporting your mental health, um, which is like a whole other topic. Um, Yeah. A lot of people think it's just like a quick fix, which is, that's not the case at all. It just like helps you like get out of bed pretty much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I much rather be, on my medications than off my
0: medications. Oh, of course. Oh yeah, no, I understand. I didn't mean like that. I meant talking about how other people, how they don't look at medication. They they see medication as a quick fix when in reality it's not. That's what I yeah, was saying. Yeah, no.
1: I was just uh clarifying on something I said.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I right. just
1: wanted to make sure that it was like known that I'm I'm pro medication. Well, I'm pro like whatever works whatever for you. if yeah. it's uh like natural supplements or whatever, like just as long as you're getting some kind of help.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think last time we talked, I think I was on medication, but I'm not anymore right now because um what was causing my stress that was making me flare with my bipolar was like my job. I don't think remember we talked about that. Well, I don't work there mm-hmm. anymore, so I <laughs> can so that's why I went off it. Um but yeah, no, it's medication great. I mean, I feel like it can, it truly does save lives because it, it makes it, when you have like severe depression, you can't see the world clearly and it makes it really hard for you to function on like everyday life. So medication's great. It's just all about just finding the right one. And then all our brains are different. We all have different experiences, different body, different physiology. Um, yeah. So pro medication on here. Definitely. Um, so where do you see yourself? I'm not going okay, to ask you that question. What do you see so in five years? But um, what is your vision? Like, world. yeah, <laughs> um, more of the reason of my question is that you've come so far from being, you know, homeless in jail. And now you're like, you have your own apartment, which is pretty great. Um, Not pretty great, is great. That's awesome. And you have a job and, you know, you're paying the bills, you're doing that. What do you see yourself like in the in the future? Like, what do you...
1: Sky's the limit. (laughs) Honestly, um, I don't know, just whatever I want to do. I'm going to go out and pursue that. I would really like to make a career out of my podcast. That is uh, dream goals, uh, not have to go to work, just be able to interview who I want, you know?
0: Yeah. No, definitely 100%. I I mean, right now I'm not making money or anything off this podcast but yeah that's definitely also a goal as well um yeah i mean manifested you just gotta like work hard towards your podcast and really market it the marketing is the hardest part of it yeah but i
1: recently got a uh, social media manager for it
0: really yeah where'd you find that manager
1: um it is somebody i used to know from georgia
0: Oh really? That's so funny. Because you know I'm a social media manager, right?
1: Really? I didn't know
0: that. <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> but uh, we can talk about that at a different time, but they're uh, giving me uh friends and family discount, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no worries. But... <laughs> no worries, it's fine. I, I get that. Um I don't I'm not I'm not trying to pitch you my services. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just I know, think it's, it's funny. A, <laughs> it's great because like I really hate social media. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest hurdle with any of this is actually posting and staying up to date on the socials.
0: Yeah. That I 100%, that's where I know where there's, that there's a market there. So I jumped on it and started a business. Nice. Yeah. Great. We can talk about that probably. We can talk about that on your podcast because I think we are going to chat about um, living with bipolar and yeah. being a owner of a company. So that's what we'll talk about on your podcast, which I should probably mention here in case they want to jump to yours after mine. But um, is there anything else you want to like touch on?
1: Let's see here. Um, I don't know, just like I haven't made it. I have so far to go, but I've just after hanging in there for so long and just kind of roughing it, honestly, um, it's turned into this drive of not giving up. Yeah. Um, like I've gone through so much, like now when something happens, I hardly blink. I'm just like well this is what we got to get through today and this is what we're going to do
0: yeah i mean i give you i have a lot of respect for you i i thankfully i've never been like you know in that position but i respect you know that, that that's awesome that you're able to get out of being in like your darkest moment and you are now like on track of really pushing forward. Um so that's like super, you know, really inspiring, which is why I like to have people like you on my podcast. So you are literally proof and hope for people if someone is listening to this and they're maybe in this position as you're in, they can get, you know, the encouragement that it's possible to, you know, get out of the the dark, you know, the dark spot um, that you're in. Um when, and you said you recently got a job um how is how is that for you besides the whole chemical thing we we're talking about before about your voice?
1: <laughs> yeah, um no the job is fine. Um, I'm currently uh, gonna start looking for another part-time job and go to part-time with this. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have the stability of like with the PTSD. I don't want to completely quit this job and then go to a new one. And then have a massive panic attack and lose that opportunity and be out of anything.
0: Mm. I was what you're saying
1: yeah I definitely um it's a good place to work, but it can be better, and uh, that's another thing that I want to work on in my life is get a little bit better job, one that I actually enjoy. Yeah. Instead of just clock in clock out.
0: Oh, yeah. I said bye to that. <laughs> I honestly, I. If you really want something, you will go for it, you know, Um, and you are also very smart for using your resources, you know, accepting the help, Um, because there's a lot of people out there that have been in your position and they refuse help and that's how they end up on the street and oh i'm not gonna say that for anybody i don't know anyone's story Obviously, i don't know their story but obviously just logically if you don't accept help you could end up on the street and it's kind of like it can be a stubborn. very hard
1: thing to accept help
0: yeah yeah that's why i'm saying that that's awesome that you are doing that because it is hard for some people it's really hard to ask for help like that's like the first step because it's because of our ego you know like we have like a big ego or it's our ego pretty much saying no which in reality though we're so we're all on this earth to you know coexist together and live together and help each other and no one should feel like they just have to do everything by themselves and it's just sad how society has taught that until a lot of our young minds that um to be like at least for me, like in the school I went to, I feel like every time I asked for help, I was always like shamed. So that could happen too. That can really drive people to think in their adulthood that they can't ask for help. And a lot of people don't talk about that. Um, So we just need to do better. Like everybody, like especially in the school system, that's where it all starts. Well, you know, not the school system at home. <laughs> at home is where everything starts. Um. But thankfully, you know, that you, not thankfully, but all, but it's amazing that you did that because now since you accept the resources, then you're going to keep growing. And I think that's yeah. really awesome. And, you know, I'm excited to see your journey. I hope that your podcast does really well. Um, This podcast reaches a wide audience that can give people that hope that you're going to get through whatever darkness that you're in and to always Ask for help when it's needed. Okay, I know it's not easy, but that's your like your golden ticket. Like if you're giving an opportunity, you're getting like a golden ticket. Think of it like Willy Wonka's ticket. <laughs> 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 I know, really weird metaphor I just gave there. But uh um just I know like some people just don't want, but I feel like if I feel like the people listening to this are probably want to ask for help because they're already they're already doing well with just listening to this podcast it shows that they want to learn they want to know more um yeah but before we end this before we end this episode um is there anything any last like advice that you would like to give to my listeners
1: i find happiness where you are um i know it sounds cheesy look on the bright side but my life is on paper still not as good as it looked five years ago but I am happier than I have ever been.
0: Yeah, that's progress.
1: And so don't, ju- don't judge yourself on your own past. You know, if you've had something lost at all, don't judge yourself on what you once had. That's something I struggled with a lot. But accept what you do have, do what you can with it, move forward.
0: I think it's awesome. That's what I got. Yeah, no, it's it's good advice, especially the one with like finding happiness in whatever situation that you're in. Um, because it's true. I mean, you were like homeless and you were in a situation that people wouldn't even well, imagine imagine how you can find happiness in that situation, but you did and you moved forward and that shows really good character. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on here. I really do appreciate you providing, you know, value to my audience. Um, I want to thank anyone who is listening to this. I hope you guys have a really good morning, evening, day, whatever it is. And to make sure to listen to the Confound Millennial, I'm going to be on there as well and also follow his socials and support him. And again, thanks again for being on here.